You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Hey, we are canceling the apocalypse! This is not the way I thought things were going to go. I was going to graduate high school, get my degree in my engineering. I know I didn't do it. It is a shocking scene for Hanover High teachers today. The vandal spray-painted obscene images on 27 cars. Oh, my God. I'll never understand what's so amusing about penises. Everyone thinks I did it. Everyone. Dylan definitely did it. Of course he did it. He's like a known dick drawer. Another day, another dick. The evidence, it's overwhelming. I spoke to expel Dylan Maxwell for vandalizing the vehicles. My name is Peter Maldonado, and I believe there are legitimate arguments for Dylan's innocence. Ball hairs. The ball hairs. They're different. It's just one piece of the puzzle. This is going to take way more than just ball hairs. They say he deleted the security footage. There's no way. He is the stupidest kid I've ever met. He's trying to convince you some sort of conspiracy. There just isn't one. Oh, my God. Everyone got secrets. The administration has something to hide. This isn't about dicks. This is about the justice system. They don't stand a chance. All of you stop coming right now. They got the wrong guy. I mean, there's still someone out there. Another podcast from Parts Unknown, Cinema Geekly's Strange Journey Through the Depths of Netflix. It is Anthony Lewis and Glenn Beauvais here talking, uh, not a movie this time. We are doing American Vandal, an eight-part mini-series. Which is going to have a season two. Mockumentary. That's amazing, by the way. Hopefully with at least, hopefully at least with the same <clears throat> quote-unquote filmmaking crew. I presume it will be a different story, but... Yeah, I kind of hope they go in a really different direction, because I feel like the gag works once, but yeah, to me, that becomes like a continuity thing. Like, how much weird stuff could really happen in this high school? Mm-hmm. Well, I, so, I feel conflicted about calling this a mockumentary. It is. It, I mean, it totally is, but I think only because the premise on its head is a little goofy. Uh, To me, it's actually not goofy at all that somebody would vandalize a bunch of cars by spray-painting dicks on them. I mean, that sounds silly and ridiculous, but it doesn't sound so silly that it's like, you know, oh, what if somebody did this? Like, people have done that, I'm sure. Well, and and it's also like... But it's that people would do a documentary about the situation surrounding it and take it so seriously... I think is what makes it a mockumentary, obviously, but it's, this is like, I feel like it's maybe like a half step 
away from just being a fictional documentary. That's not mocking the idea of documentaries. It's really close to just being a fictional documentary. Uh, it's really great. Uh, I don't know. How do you want to? How do you want to talk about this? Do you? Because it's eight episodes. We're obviously not going to be going through each episode. Do you want to just give your overall uh, opinions uh, about it, like episodes one through eight, just uh, as a whole? Because it's certainly. Uh, I think it certainly takes an interesting turn between episodes one and eight. Uh, it yeah. sort of it sort of does become about something and does have a message at the end of it. I thought, but what what did you think of the the series in general? I I thought it was freaking incredible. Yeah, like uh, it's really funny, and like you're talking about, like it can you could see it as being mundane, but if someone did vandalize cars, like they would probably be expelled, and like they said, like charges might be pressed. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, the damages alone would be so expensive for the paint jobs on some of them. Like, you know, it, it's something that you would think of like, oh, kids being kids, but in the bigger scheme and bigger picture of it, it's like, oh, wow. it, <laughs> Yeah. This could be really bad. Yeah. The... So yeah, the the I whole guess it's idea... like it's like putting light to something that you didn't like you wouldn't initially think would be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like as someone who pull like for instance, when I was in high school, we had speed bumps that led to the parking lot, mm-hmm. and you know they were uh, like the removable kind, like the plastic ones that you had. A quarter inch socket or a quarter inch uh, bolts on them. I know this because I removed them, <laughs> um, and I don't have to worry about statute limitations because uh, we got in trouble and were ratted out and got caught. Yeah, and I had to put them back uh, the subsequent Saturday, and I got in school suspension for a week, um, and we got praised for it. Everyone thought it was really funny and even like some of the teachers are like oh thank god because it was they were stupid like it, there's no point to it um the the driveway to get into the parking lot was is incredibly long for getting to the parking lot and the fact that there's like two sets of speed bumps is just so stupid <laughs> yes <laughs> like, it's ridiculous so like having done something like that uh I just found it really intriguing because watching some of the students and even some of the teachers' reactions, like, not saying there were people like Kaz, because, like, obviously he should have gotten fired because he's completely inappropriate as an educator. Um, but, like, you know, there are certain teachers who just thought the bit was funny. And, like, yeah, you know, you had to be in trouble. But, again, it was, like, boys being boys kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but some, you know, were like, oh, that was a removal of property. That's technically vandalism. Blah, blah, blah. And some people are like, oh, you guys are lucky. Enough. Something worse than it get, you know, didn't happen to you. But, sure. you know, I went to a small town school. Like, it was, you know, uh, not even the principal was that mad. I think he was more impressed uh, that we did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just certain students that yeah. how we got caught is we put the speed bumps and we surrounded a guy's truck with him, like put him underneath his tires because he always peeled out whenever he drove off. Like he's one of those guys. Oh yeah. yeah. And, um, he knew that we did it and like they could prove it. So he just didn't think it was that funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
<laughs> so, I, know, I think it's I think it's pretty funny, but go ahead. Yeah, it was funny, but yeah, that's kind of like my point. Is so like something you would think is not that serious. Like it's it's more in jest. Yeah. Um. You know, we didn't. You know, we weren't seeking to hurt anybody, but you could see where they're. If you're going to step away and look at the bigger picture, like there could be underlying issues if it went further. Sure. You know. Sure. Um, but also, like, we didn't tag people's cards with dicks because, you know, no. that is destruction of property. Um, but you can see where that line of thought could progress. Mm-hmm. So this is this is kind of following in the line of, uh, like, making a murderer or ser- – he even says serial in the – Oh, yeah. In the documentary. He's like, oh, we're doing something like serial. Uh, so they do a masterful job of this. In so many ways, so it's. it's really... I saw more parallels with serial than I did um, making a murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Just in the way that Peter approaches it, because yes, it's really similar to Sarah Koenig. Like it's not the so she's trying to prove his innocence. She's trying to just find the truth. Yeah, yeah. And sure. you know, she might be slated on his side, but even in the documentary, like there becomes a point where. It, He's personally invested, just like Sarah becomes personally invested, and she kind of has to step away mm-hmm. and look at it objectively. And uh, so that's where, like, yeah, Serial Season 1 is, like, to me, like, this exact this plays out exactly like it, which is why I found it engaging, because I didn't finish Making a Murderer. Yeah. This, uh, and by the way, Serial is, in fact, really engaging. It's so and- good. And this, even the, even the second season where they weren't focusing on, uh, they were focusing on like the Bo Bergdahl case. That's still really fascinating. Uh, not as fascinating as the first season, but still fascinating. And they touch all of the, the bases here. So it's about the student Dylan Maxwell who gets pegged for the dick drawing on the cars, uh, and it's decided that it's because he's this disruptive student and he, he has been nominated for a golden globe he was fucking excellent right i mean uh, all the kids were good but like, all the kids were good he was definitely people you knew in high school like he was yes like, so perfect at it he was perfect uh so he's kind of this burnout student who's a disruption all the time he's got uh a YouTube channel, which he does in real life. He does have a real YouTube channel, and he has a YouTube channel in the show where he does stupid shit, and apparently his real-life YouTube channel, he does stupid shit? I don't know. I actually haven't looked. Uh, yeah, he kind of does. Like, it's not as... It's not quite what they're doing here. Yeah, like, he does It's not like farting on a baby thing. <laughs> um, anyway, the, uh He's got, like, a grudge against the teacher whose car they think was hit first and tires slashed. So he he figures, you know, it's got to be him. Oh, and also, he loves to draw dicks on things. And there's, like, a million pictures of him drawing dicks on things. And for some reason, Peter Peter Maldonado and his friend Sam are the ones doing this documentary. I guess because they started seeing holes in the story as to like why he could have been the person doing it or whatever so they start doing this documentary and it's amazing i love how they don't really explain it but they somehow come into possession of like all of these photos and videos from like everyone's phones like it's really crazy 
Uh, and they, it's, it's pieced together like a literal high level documentary series. Uh, except it's done by these teens about this really ridiculous sub, uh, subject matter. And the stuff they do, like everything is, is perfect. Uh, from the way they the, conduct the interviews to, you know, they go to they go to like locations to see if they like re- can recreate conditions and uh they do those cg models glenn that you and i are so fond of uh <laughs> depicting the uh the playing out of events and shit uh and uh i will say this this is a as noted a fake documentary this is not about real events uh and it was following in the line of serial i'm wondering uh, if it's just how serial has pieced together its shows, if it's the style, or if it's literally just the talent involved here, because they did copy the formula that serial used uh, to do their uh, to do their docu series or their in, in serial's case a podcast, but because uh, whatever it was, and I'm guessing it was a little bit of both the the template and the uh, the the skill of the people involved. This was so good that I became invested in finding out who the person was who did it. Like I really needed to know. I was mm-hmm. so engaged, and they don't ever really tell you exactly who it is. But it, you know, it wasn't Dylan. That's kind of the thing. No, so I'm I'm pretty sure. It oh, was, spoilers! I'm assuming this whole thing's going to be. Yeah, yeah. You should uh, you should watch it before you listen to us talk about it. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it it's the person that they interviewed last, whoever that was. I can't remember if it was was it Mackenzie. I can't remember who it was. The yeah, the school Christa, president or Krista or somebody. Yeah, yeah, Krista, Krista Carlisle. Yeah, the one who is uh, the act, the student activist and the A plus student, and all that stuff. Uh, and it's, and it's really perfect the way they do it. They set it up. So the it's, it's pretty airtight logic. Like they, there's a bunch of times where they feel like, Oh, we've got it. We figured out what happened or whatever. And then some, but a new piece of information will present, present itself to, you know, discredit it or whatever. Uh, and that happens quite a few times. So there's like a, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of red herrings when it comes to that, but it's, it's done in our, really good way it feels it feels natural uh the way it it comes about i I can't believe i'm talking this way about a documentary about dick drawing but uh, (laughs) it's that captivating everybody uh we we swear to god it's uh it's stupendous there i'm trying to think of the characters that really stuck out to me the most uh i really walked away i really walked away wanting uh the, because they do like this love story between Sam and and Gabby, mm-hmm. I think who is like his best friend who is dating somebody else, and I like how like that stuff is all not really tied to the case, at all. But he gets in a fight with his friend because they have to produce, um, you know, for for full clarity, they have to produce pieces on each other as to how they could have made because they're, they're all possible suspects. Everybody involved in the news program, they all work on the news program, and they're the only people who could have done everything. Uh, not just the dick drawing, but the uh, 
what was it erasing the the video footage the footage <laughs> yeah and only the and there's only a handful of people that could have done it so they had to like erase themselves or present the cases against themselves and in doing so they ended up getting in an argument with one another uh the friends did there's the teacher god what was his name he's the he obviously was an overrepresentation but i think everybody's had like the cool teacher in their school yeah, I think this. I can't remember his name, but he was like the over. It was, uh, was Kaz, Mister Kraz, Mister Kraz, Kraz. He was the. He's like an overrepresentation. Uh, I, yeah, I never had a teacher who was quite that outspoken. I mean, uh, I'm never going to say one of my students is hot, but, but man, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I tried telling him to break up. You know, he was no good. He was talking about their relationships. Openly talking about how some of the other teachers are assholes. Oh, and then, yeah. I love that um, they part of what they do with this is because uh, Peter will upload the video onto YouTube and it became like a viral sensation. And he was talking about how people on the internet were, you know, giving out their theories or whatever. And uh, Mr. Kraz was just like, I didn't, I didn't expect anyone was ever going to see this for whatever reason. <laughs> he didn't have a problem saying that shit when he didn't think anyone would hear it. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was fascinating, and the, so they don't really reveal who the vandal is by the end. Although you have a pretty good idea uh, and a very good reason as to why. Uh, but the documentary still, in the end, is is really about Dylan still, because at by the end, after he, because they do find evidence, um. Uh, and they do find evidence that completely exonerates him and he gets reinstated back into school. Uh, but it's it's really about, uh, you know, how we label people or, and how kids can get labeled very early on. And, you know, are, uh, you know, are these kids like this before they, you know, end up with the label or is putting the label on them creating the behavior, you know, that sort of thing. Because uh, at first, when he comes back, when Dylan comes back, he's like a new Dylan, right? Until he, you know, until he watches, sits down and watches the documentary, and he sees all the shit that people were talking about him before they made the documentary, uh, where everybody was calling him a loser and a burnout, and he's a dumb yeah, shit. Yeah, and all this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sees how those people really thought about him until, you know, the documentary became like a you know, a social hit or whatever. And then he became popular as a result of it being a viral sensation, you know, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, then he's just like, well, fuck it. If, you know, that's who they think I am, then that's who I'm going to be or whatever. Uh, and it totally recrushes his, uh, his spirit or whatever. It's really interesting to, to take a look at that. And at the end he does go and, and actually spray paints a dick on that teacher's, uh, driveway uh or whatever and he is such an idiot he didn't realize that there were you know cameras and stuff recording him but yeah i i loved all that stuff i loved uh how everything is done from like a kid level you know that sort of thing like when the when the show is going viral he's uh max dylan's talking about like his youtube channel is like oh it skyrocketed we went from like you know, 150 subscribers to like 350 subscribers. Uh, like it's all done from like this kid's <laughs> perspective of like, Oh, Holy shit. We got 200 followers on Instagram now. 
because um, it's a giant smash hit. I, I just loved it. I don't know. Is there anything more you have to add uh, to this tremendous, uh, tremendous piece of entertainment? And by the way, yes, there is a second season, and there is a there's actually a teaser video for it as well. Which, oh. yeah, uh, I don't know if it's going to be made by the same kids. So uh, it shows like a bunch of it shows a bunch of students again in a yearbook, like they did with the first season when they're you know they're like you know who would you think would do this like this kid this kid probably this kid. Uh, this time it's a bunch of students all in like one uniform, so they're obviously in a like a parochial school of some type, uh, something along those lines. And the trailer says you can be born into the perfect family, perfect school, and the perfect life. But can you be born above the law? So I think they're going to be tackling maybe like affluenza, you know, that sort of thing, like where kids' parents have the. Um, do you do you recall that case of like the drunk driving kid or whatever? Who, well, you know, I was even thinking. I wonder if they'll go even further. Hmm. And the Stanford student case. Oh, maybe. You know, the kid. Uh, who raped that girl, but only got like six months and then got out in three months for behavior because the judge said it would ruin his life if he went to prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the, yeah, uh, that or, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't think dark. they would go that far, but. Yeah, I don't know if they'll go quite that dark, but maybe they will. I mean, I was thinking like the affluenza case just because it's yeah. so comical in that regard of like, you know, I just, I'm so rich and sheltered, I didn't know right from wrong, and the judge was like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm curious. Maybe that's what they're going to do. I don't know. Uh, they're not saying whether or not it's the same uh, students involved in making the documentary. I I kind of hope so, because you really grow to like those characters an awful lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping maybe it's a college thing or something. It's them maybe a couple years later. I don't know. I'm not sure what they're going to do, but... Uh, I'm kind of hoping they stick with the same cast. I, I don't know. Uh, further, yeah, further I think it would be really cool if they followed, like, if it turns into a uh, a personal thing where that one girl who's the student president, like, she goes off to college. Yes. And Peter gets wind of something happening there. Oh, and suspects her. And, like... Because of the previous case. Yeah, maybe it turns like, a couple years later and... He, you know, he graduates, and so he goes to um, try and get to the school that she goes to, and it just becomes like this, almost like a vendetta, you know, trying to catch the white whale. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they have instances of that with Peter. Like I said, you'll even, you know, kind of mirroring Cyril in a little way. Like, he becomes emotionally invested in his own convictions. So I think that'd be a really interesting way to go, but... You know, they could just start from scratch, just make this like an American horror story thing, which, I mean, would fit into the name that they have it for. So it could just be a different school, different circumstances, different type of vandalism or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, by the way, the uh, the guy who plays Dylan Maxwell, uh, Jimmy Tatro, has... His YouTube channel, Life According to Jimmy, has 2.8 million subscribers. So slightly more than the Wayback Boys. Wasn't that yeah. their name? Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, and he's also appeared in Grown Ups 2, 22 Jump Street, and another film I've never heard of before called Blue Mountain State, The Rise oh, of Oh, that's Thailand. a TV show. Oh, is that? I mean, it was a TV show. I thought it was a film. It's it's actually kind of funny. Like, it's you kind of got to get past the surface of it. Like, it's uh, very bro-y. You know, it's about football teams. But there's some pretty funny bits in it. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would, but I haven't, like, watched all of it. Uh, by the way, he is nominated for a Critics' Choice Award for Best Actor in a Movies or, or in a Movie or Miniseries. And he should be. He's really good in it. He is excellent. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he he has an arc. You know, like you mentioned, like, mm-hmm. he becomes the thing that he says he wasn't just because enough people told him, uh, you know, he was this. And eventually just believed it. Yeah, they kept telling him enough, uh, enough times over and over um, that he did buy it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we uh, before we score this masterpiece and uh, tell you about what we're gonna look at next, I uh, would like to thank the good people of ThinkGeek for sponsoring the episode this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com/thinkgeek. Uh, winter clearance going on. This is the, that time of the year. The holidays are over, and now everybody's taking their things that they had out for Christmas in stock that they didn't sell, and they're slashing the prices. Uh, with ThinkGeek, it's up to 80% off items. Um, I think a lot of them are Christmassy items, but many of them are not. So... Uh, I have nothing in particular picked out, but they've got uh, everything for everybody. Uh, if you're uh, in the genre, of course, I don't. I don't know why you wouldn't would be listening to us if you didn't like stuff like comic books and science fiction. So, uh, or mockumentaries, or mockumentaries. Yeah, they don't have any. Uh, they don't have any American Vandal merchandise on here, but <laughs> I. Yeah, I personally, I wouldn't mind it. I, I wouldn't mind like little diecast cars with dicks spray painted on them, but. Uh, yeah, to each their own, I suppose. Uh, yeah, but you can check out the 80% off sale. Uh, orders of $75 or more have free shipping on them from the good people of ThinkGeek. Head on over to cinemageekly.com slash ThinkGeek and do yourself some shopping. Some New Year's shopping. Uh, Glenn, what would you give American Vandal? All eight episodes. We're just we're not going to rate them one at a time. Just the whole thing as a series on the geeky glasses scale. A five. Yeah, I agree. This is, this is perfection. I I don't know how the second, I'm looking forward to the second season, but I don't know how they could meet this season. I'm not expecting them to surpass it, but I don't even know how they could meet it. Yeah. But like also, you know, it's not only is it a really good spoof, Mm -hmm. but it does take it one step further. It does. It is. It's better than a spoof, I would say. Because spoof, I mean, and, and it's not like spoofs can't be good. Obviously, that's making it sound weird. But like I said, it to me, it's it's like airplane wobb- is yeah, yeah. is you know the pinnacle of spoofs. Yes. Um, and it's just absurd. It's zany. It's hilarious. Yeah, joke. But it isn't that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't really ask. I don't feel like it asks like a whole lot of questions. No, but it's kind of like Spaceballs. Like Spaceballs is a really good spoof, but it puts forth like 
some questions about, you know, George Lucas's motivations for Star Wars, you know. Sure. Maybe this is all about money and capitalism and not sure. as pure as he says it is, you know. Sure. Well, I mean, it definitely is, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he said... Was it the the famous thing? Like, whenever he met, he said, yeah, you can make space balls as long as you don't make merchandise. And that's yeah. why he has that scene in there. Like, space balls, a flamethrower. Kids are going to well, love these. Well, it's, it's really fascinating. I mean, we're getting way off topic, but I watched the first episode of the... Netflix has this new four-part documentary piece about uh, the toys that made us. And mm-hmm. the first episode is all about Star Wars toys and how they came about and all of this stuff. And they talk about the licensing and how originally George Lucas was fucking pissed about the licensing agreement that, you know, they were only getting like a, like a nickel or whatever for everything that they sold. And, uh, they, he, like they later, he later changed the deal and got like, you know, a mega huge cut of the, the shares or whatever. So yeah, it's totally about the money and whatnot, but uh yeah the uh this documentary i feel like it totally it wobbles it wobbles the line between like a pure spoof and something more like a like i said like a fictional documentary it's not about real events but it's taken so se- like it, i think for me what really seals it is that the 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 context of like the documentary is funny like why they're doing it but it's not so goofball that yeah, it's not it like seems, absurd. It's just it's not an absurd. It's not an absurd reason for a documentary. Uh, I mean, I they know, do play it like perfect. that because, like, the lawyer I think he says like, "No one's gonna watch this." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is dumb. Yeah, no one's gonna watch this. Uh, it's it's perfect. Uh, yeah, it's. I, I don't. I really don't know what else to say. They've. It's. Uh. They've done a tremendous job, and uh, th- this is sort of like. I don't know. This almost feels I like. Mean, they've... Yeah. All the care. All the kids are great. Like the guy who plays Alex Tremblay. Like he's really good. Oh my god! Yeah, that's right. Uh, Callum Worthy is his name. He plays Alex Tremboli. Yeah, they're. He's super great. All the kids are really good. I feel like they sort of reinvented the the mockumentary a little bit. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I, I sort of feel like they, they reinvented it. Yeah. I mean, uh, definitely shows you can, you don't have to go so absurd. Like it's, it's just enough like reality based. Um, that I guess if you're respecting because mat- I'm really interested, like this is something I would really want to watch like the making of. Mm-hmm. Like, not only oh, yeah. how did they come up with the concept, but, like, getting in a writer's room and figuring out how they wanted to treat this in, like, different directions they would go. Because mm-hmm. um, it does feel like a younger writer's room. Like, I'd be really surprised to find out if anybody who wrote this was over 30. Yeah. Because some of it, so much of it seems so fresh. Um. I mean, yeah. I would. Even, I mean, I would say even my age, like at the absolute oldest. Yeah, like I would have. So, so much of it feels like there's so much of a disconnect, even for me. Mm-hmm. Well, like some of the things that they do. Um, yeah, and I love the. I would have. I would love to see how they sort of created the spider, like the spider web network of like all of the threads to to piece together the story like this uh 
I yeah, I don't know. It just it seems perfect to me. I, I love it, and and I'm I'm hoping the the second season will deliver at least something close to as good. Uh, well, uh, I think that's probably a wrap. Unless you have anything more you'd like to add? No, I mean I would just say watch it because it's great. Well, then there is only one thing left to do, and that is to announce the next Netflix original film that we are going to be watching on here. And uh, I do believe we have selected Bright. Is that correct, Glenn? Yeah. So this is the Will Smith, Joel Edgerton, Numi Rapace. She's in this as well. Edgar Ramirez. This is written by Max Landis, directed by David Ayer. And it's... I don't know what the best way to describe this is. Uh, Wikipedia calls it an urban fantasy action crime film, which sounds ludicrous. But Will Smith is a human police officer, and I think Edgerton is playing the troll. Yes, or the orc? He's he's an orc. He's the first orc to ever be a uh, cop. Yeah, so this is is like uh, if if Lord of the Rings was real and that really was the, like, uh, like that really was the ancient times. Oh, it's like, uh, Zootopia, but with fantasy characters instead of animals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause I think the whole thing is they say like each quote unquote faction represent is supposed to be representative of race. Yes. So like the elves are white people. Yep. Um, obviously (laughs) the works, uh, um, just like Zootopia. I mean, you watch Zootopia and it's, you know... Oh, everything is split into representative factions. Yeah, well, I mean, like, the foxes are, you know, definitely some minority set. Because they don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They give them different traits, but... Sure. You know. Uh, so that is what we're going to be watching. Uh, feel free to watch it along with us and talk about it and that was the plan to be what this episode was and then i found out you were watching american vandal and i was like well i watched it and it's great so uh so we were delayed by we were delayed by an episode but yeah now we're gonna move on uh to talking about bright uh so head on over to cinemageekly.com check out the archives of this show and find us on apple podcasts and google play music just search for cinema geekly and hit subscribe and that is it we will be back next time to talk about Bright on another podcast from Parts Unknown.